it under 100. Folks, welcome back to the Keep It Under 100 podcast. Both of your co-hosts are here, Slater and AJ. AJ, how are you? I'm well. You know, a couple days away from a two-week European vacation. Haven't golfed since September 2nd. Um, that is just sad. It is a little sad. I'm not going to get any golfing until I'm back. You said you were going to look into possibly playing, uh, playing over there. Well, yeah, but I mean, okay, I have no guaranteed golfer on, on the horizon right now. That's just sad. So we'll see what we can finagle over there. Finally finally getting my voice back from the from the Lions game. Sound fine to me. Yeah. Because I haven't talked to you on the phone since then, so. I was not talking well when I got home on Sunday. I had, like, I never, dr- I don't usually drink tea. I don't hate it, but I don't love it. I tea helps a ton. I literally had hot tea when I got home because, like, if I don't, I'm not going to be able to talk at work tomorrow. You don't need to be on the phone with anyone. I did. I was on the phone all day on Monday. <laughs> um, but anyway, we'll get to that. Uh, state of the game, as always, you continue to be useless in the state of the game. I haven't played any golf. I've had busy weekends. Me, and me and Rock. Nothing to do. You got out to BT. the former Burning Tree Private Club, which is now BT. And let's just say I was thinking about the completely wrong course when we were discussing this last week. Yeah. Um, different course. Yep. But... Our loyal listener, Frank, pointed that out to us when he listens to these on, at about 2 in the morning on the day we release them. Yeah, I don't know why he <laughs> listens to them that, that late at night. Well, that's but fine. It's the immediate feedback we need out there. It is, yeah. Uh, first of all, BT, really stupid name for a golf course. So are there like, is there Bumblebee stuff over Their the sign place? has Bumblebees on it, and it has two T's crossing. That's their like symbol. See, but it should just be an the... upside-down Bumblebee with the stinger as a T. So the T's going up its ass? No, it's the stinger is its T. Hmm. That's better than this adding to It's T's dumb either it. way. Well, I don't know what they're like. Are they saying that there's a lot of bees on their course? Maybe they a, have a lot of like native plants there. And they, and they haven't changed honeybee. anything. So like when you drive in, there's a, a bunch of bushes cut and it, it spells out the words burning tree. And then all of the... T-box markers all still say burning tree. Yeah, they got to fix that. But they should just like get like a bunch of we, native honeybees there. Why do you want bees all over the course? Honey, are, honeybees are different than yellow jackets. Honeybees are harmless. People are allergic to bees. Okay, they're different than yellow jackets. They're harmless and they're great for the environment. I think they steer right into this. Are you, an, are you honey, an apiarist? And they fresh, and if they, they, they give you fresh honey on the course with this some is, of that tea. I'm having deja vu right now because uh, our buddy Yacht came to, the, came to the casino with us on Sunday before the Lions game during our kind of pregame ritual, and he started talking about some guy that he met who's an apiarist and gave him, like, these two giant jars of natural honey. And they're probably fucking delicious. They probably are, but you don't need bees on the golf course. Okay, I'm not saying they have them intertwined in the holes, but, like... You could have some honey, a honeybee colony there. So you want to just like roll up to a tea box and next to it be like, ah, look at this giant honeybee hive. That's not how honeybee hives work. They're kept in like little boxes away from people. Well, just put it, make it the tea markers then. If you're that going, would, if you're going to go that far, go all the way. They're, honeybees instead are of, docile creatures. Instead of little uh, water dispensers, you got little honey honey yeah. dispensers. They give you like crackers and you can just yeah, put you honey get, in like, the tea. Yeah, you get like little freshly made warm biscuits instead of. Uh, turn dogs with this honey. Is a, this is absolute insanity. <laughs> Do you anyway, think this river is going right away? No. Weirdest thing about Wild the card. course when you drive in, you have to like stop because you drive through the middle of a hole. 
I so think it's the... Hole? Oh, wait, no, okay. I think it's the... Like an actual hole. I mean, like a correct. big hole like it's on a, the ground. It's a par five. It's like the eighth, eighth or ninth hole, I think. It might be nine. But it's 50 yards short of the green at most. And the, the road driving into the parking lot just goes right through the middle of the fairway. That's an odd spot for the road because, like... So like a tee box, you can hit over it, but like you can like people chipping. So I hit a drive up the right, and I'm like going for the green with a hybrid. Like it's I don't know, it's somewhere around like maybe a 500 yard hole, maybe just over. And I'm sitting there thinking, if I hit this kind of low, and a car just randomly doesn't look, I could literally just kill someone as they're driving through. I don't think you would kill them. If it went through the windshield and like hit him in the face, you think your ball's going through the windshield at that? You know how point? fast a golf ball is going? Even yeah, but I mean, it's like a hundred. Even if you're at, not a big hitter. You're hitting at 140 mile an hour ball speed. Okay, but also you said it's 50 yards short of the green. Your ball's now decelerating at that point. Okay. Well, anyway, it still could hit a car, and they you could, could drive hit a honeybee into, too. Yeah, they could drive into a tree and kill a whole swarm of honeybees. That would be terrible. The colonies of honeybees. Um, so yeah, and then on the way out, you have to like stop just short and be like, God, I hope someone just doesn't duck hook one to the left side of this hole and then hit my car as I'm trying to be careful and drive out. But yeah. anyway, uh, the course itself was fine. Another one that you can tell used to be private. Like the layout's kind of compact. Yeah. Um, a lot of really tight tee shots, especially on the front nine where like you can hit driver if you want, but you need to fit it in this area. And uh, a lot of dog legs. Rights or left? Both. Okay. A lot of mostly rights, actually. God damn it, dude! These discriminating ass fucking rock fared pretty well for what I would normally think for a guy who hits the ball right to left. Interesting. Yeah. Was he hitting the ball more straight? Well, he wasn't hitting a lot of driver, and on the holes where he did, he was like right into the trees and gone. We need to somehow get Rock to use his final practice swing as his actual swing. Yeah. Because it's about. Three quarters of the speed and way more controlled. Yeah, you need to, if you haven't, if you don't follow us on Instagram or threads, go check us out at 100 underscore keep it under. There is a picture uh, from Rock, well, I posted a reel, but there's a picture of Rock's tee shot and how tight this tee shot is is just insane. Oh, baby, that needs to be trimmed back a bit. Like, not a lot of places to go. Um, that, that spot in the middle, there's like what my dick looks like in the winter if I don't shave my pubes. I was going to say, it kind of looks like a weird, fucked up version of Michigan. Because you got the. Ah, uh, yeah, it's like, the, it's like then, your Traverse City is completely gone. Yeah. Basically. So it's, under the, it's under the lake. But anyway, it a fine course. I We paid 60 bucks on golf now. Yeah. I'd pay 60 bucks to play there. The green, the only thing I would say is the greens were not in great shape. Somehow everything was really wet. And I don't even remember. I told you it does not but hold water. But it didn't rain well. last week. Maybe they overwatered. Maybe they did. But yeah, they definitely didn't roll off. the green. 755. Were they more dry towards the end or just still like They that? were drier, but like it was, it was one of those courses where like, God, can anyone fix their divot? Just like divots everywhere. But out of season... I would play there again. Nice target golf course to get some iron. I mean, I think I hit most of the clubs in my bag. You definitely have some long irons. There's some long par threes, some short par threes, reachable par fives if you hit a good tee shot, and then just some really tight tee shots where you need to hit the ball like 220 yards and just keep it in the fairway. Okay. 
I'll have to give it a play. I wouldn't pay more than that. Like, I wouldn't go there in July if they're trying to charge like 75, 80 bucks, but September, 60 bucks, I can live with that. Yeah, my goal for when I get back from Germany is to try to get like six rounds in before the end of the year, end of the season, like that, that before October 31st. Mm. As I mean, like scoreable, countable yeah. rounds. Well, I have a couple rounds coming up. We're going over to the west side tomorrow for my brother Tim's bachelor party. Yeah, were you guys playing over there? We're playing Hawkshead. Yeah, Hawkshead, yeah. Never played there before. Just looked mm-hmm. it up. It looks pretty nice. It's uh, I actually don't know what city it's in. We're staying in Fenville, which is like 15 minutes from Saugatuck. Okay. So same kind of ish area. I think it's like 20 minutes from the course. So we'll see how that goes. We got a bunch of jabronis playing with us, so. What's well, like uh, we did a buddy's diaper party out that way. We played Paw Paw Country Club. Yeah. And like the course when you get there, it kind of has like a Caddyshack vibe. Like the first like three holes are real goofy. Yeah. I think you play like two par threes in the first three holes. Okay. And this turns into like a beautiful course after that, looking over like Paw Paw. But a bunch of non-golfers in that group that we played that day. People were barefoot. One of the guys was putting with a crowbar, so. Well, we have at least three guys that just started playing golf like two months ago. Nice. So we'll see how that goes. Anyway, moving on. Uh, we had two golf tournaments this week. These yeah. Technically, the fall season has started, so we had the Fortinet that we talked about a little Fortnite bit Challenge. last week. Uh, Sahith Thagawa <clears throat> gets his first win. Hey, good to see Go 67 68 on the weekend with like he's never been a really good driver of the ball like he's really good short game good putter hits it all over the place and he did that on his way to a win uh jt solo fifth even with a 72 on sunday, on sunday yeah showing a little bit of form though went to a went to a longer driver added i think three quarters of an inch to his Just driver pounding that thing yeah led the field i think in distance off the tee uh, Max Homa, the other Ryder Cup we're playing, he finished T7, showed some form throughout the week. And then over on the Euro Tour, the BMW, Ryan Fox gets the win and basically beat the entire European Ryder Cup team because they were all like, most of them were in the top 10. Yeah. Like Aberg, I think, was winning going into Sunday. Uh, Rory made the cut on the number and then still finished in the top 10. Classic Rory. I think one of the lowest I saw was, I think Justin Rose finished like T36. He's old as shit, so. Yeah. I didn't watch a lot of golf, though. I was I had Lions game all day Sunday and uh, played golf Saturday. And it's then, my one-year anniversary. I watched like no TV until no. Sunday, so. Yeah. Congrats to me. Yeah. I'll update Congrats. on the one-year anniversary. Well, we got home Saturday night from like our downtown mm-hmm. uh, date night. Mm-hmm. Just kind of bar hopping. Aaron walks in the room. I dropped my wedding ring down the sink in the oh. in the uh, bathroom. Oh God! Uh, and we were hammered. There's no. I was like, oh, maybe I can take this off. Couldn't couldn't do it. You tried to take the sink apart. I tried to take like the plumbing out. Oh, at the you, bottom no didn't chance. do it. Uh, my plumber, good guy, showed up Sunday morning at eight thirty. Got back, un- undid everything, got it out, and put it all back together. Fifty bucks. So. Jesus. Kudos to that guy. That's amazing. Yeah. Like 12 hours, not even. Yeah. You got it out. Got it out. Good hmm. to go. Anyway. Um, Ryder Cup. Ryder Cup. You're going to be out next week. We got Solheim Cup this week, which should be sweet. That'll be in Spain. Do you see uh, Daniel King lost, lost her clubs? Yeah, but she travels with her uh, putter in a rifle case. Did you hear that? Yeah. 
Which so is, she which got is her hilarious. putter, but they lost her clubs. Yeah. She had a backup set coming, and I think they finally got her clubs today, maybe. Or maybe it's tomorrow. Either I mean, way. Looking, she's going to have clubs. They'll be okay. Looking forward to that. You expecting a uh, U.S. victory this time? They haven't won in a couple years. I mean, women's game is just so much more, I guess, imbalanced to Americans compared to non-American golfers. Compared to the men's game, I think you have. I think overall the world is better than the U.S. at women's golf. Right. Currently. But it's but, not I mean, the world. It's only Europe. I know. But I mean, it still goes without saying that. I'm, I'm going to look it up real quick. I want to see what the odds are. I mean, it's probably pretty close. Yeah, I think U.S. It, it's not often you're going to get one of these that, you know, all of a sudden Europe is uh, minus 500 to win. Well, I think the. The U.S. was like plus. No, that's not it. This is Ryder Cup. By the way, USA right now in, in the Ryder Cup is minus one ten. That's not what I'm looking for. I mean, I'm going to watch it. Uh, I have no expectations either way of who's going to win. Solheim Cup. Europe is minus one twenty five. U.S. is plus a hundred. Yeah, it's not that, not that off. What they play last year at what Inverness in Ohio? Was that last year? Or two, two years ago? You mean? I think so. That sounds right. Yeah. Anyway. And that's a cool course for... Yeah, that course was sweet. I don't know anything about where they're playing in Spain, but I'm going to watch it. Yeah, no, it's going to be watched. It's going to be on the TV. It's going to be <coughs> exciting. Get the juices flowing. It's going to make me be upset that I haven't golfed in three weeks and kind of prime you Well, hopefully you the can Ryder still... Cup. Well, you're going to be on, like, normal time for the Ryder Cup, which will be sweet. Yeah. Won't be on normal time for NFL. Yeah. Sunday will be fine because it'll be 7 at night when games start. Oh, nice. And uh, so we found a bar that like plays NFL games. Yeah. That we might get a table at for Sunday night because we get in Sunday morning at like seven a.m. Okay. And then, but we'll be a bitch as the Lions play on Thursday the twenty eighth. Correct. Be four in the morning. So <laughs> I know. So I'm going to wake up at four a.m. to watch the Lions. The Lions at Packers. <laughs> the um, Lions breakfast. Love that. Uh, Ryder Cup. I, th- I believe at least for us, the first matches go off at two a.m. Yeah, that's eight a.m. my time. Yeah. I'll be up and at them. Good to go. Must be nice. Must be uh, nice. Got this from uh, Patrick McDonald on Twitter. So total strokes gained the last three months. He gave like the top 12. So of all 24 players playing in the Ryder Cup, who's leading in strokes gained? Yeah. I'll just give you like the top six. You want to guess? Uh, no, because I can see your note sheet. So Rory is leading at plus 2.91 per round. Hovland second, 2.74. Followed by three Americans, Scheffler, Xander, and Cantley. Nice. Then you got uh, pretty much a mix. No, actually, it's one more European with Fleetwood, and then you got five Americans closing it out, or four more. You got Harmon. For the top 12. Harmon, Morikawa, Homa, and Fowler. There we go, Fowler. Excited to see him on the big stage. We'll do kind of a full Ryder Cup breakdown next week without you, sadly. Without uh, me. What is... What is maybe a matchup or a pairing or a singles match that you want to see? Um, I mean, I know uh, I'm gonna, you know, it's a European thing. I, I'm hoping that Hovland and Aber get pair, paired together. I think that'd be a very interesting Hovland and Aberg, eh? Yeah. On the Euro side. And then from an American standpoint, I honestly think. Uh, 
it'd be interesting to see a little Wyndham Clark Ricky Fowler play together. I think they have. Didn't they both go to Oklahoma State? I don't know where Wyndham Clark went. Uh, I know Hovland went to Oklahoma State, and I believe Matt Wolf, but he's not playing. I guess I can look up when he's playing. I think there's a I think there's a live event this week. Oh, okay. But I think a Wyndham Clark follower matchup would be good. They had they've played in a couple groupings together throughout the year, and one of which being the U.S. Open. Um, Oh, he switched colleges. I remember reading this story about him. He did go to Oklahoma State and he went to Oregon. Okay, I think he ended up at Oregon after. But it would just be it'd be I think it'd be a good group together. They seem to kind of I mean Ricky Fowler gets along with like literally anyone. Do you think? And uh, I think Wyndham Clark and Brian Harmon are kind of the oddballs of the group in terms of like I'm not sure how close they are with everyone else. Clark's close enough in age. Harmon's a little bit older than everybody, but I feel like Harmon you could pretty much put with anybody. Correct, but I think uh, Wyndham Clark being a newer guy to I guess that kind of group of friends because I mean a lot of those guys are really close I'm curious I'm curious who they put with Kepka he's had a bunch of different partners he played with Daniel Berger I think twice last year he's played with DJ before played with Spieth before so Kepka well he comes off like douchey and like no I feel like he's gonna be fine in the team room I don't think he's like hard to play with no I I think it's yeah I think he's like people love to play with him like he's He's kind of like that person, like you said, he's not going to like take forever. I, it would be funny if they paired Brooks and Cantley together. Oh, God. Um, I don't, think, I don't I do think that's a pairing that's not happening. No, Cantley is playing with Xander probably the for entire time. at least three rounds. Yeah, like I think Cantley is kind of stuck with who he's stuck with. Kepka can play with pretty much anyone. Um, be, be curious that you could do like, because uh, DJ, I think he played three times with Morikawa and they killed it. So you could put Morikawa with like Clark or Brooks, like a really good driver of the golf ball. Yeah. Although with uh, how narrow these fairways are, you probably want some more accurate with Wyndham Clark off the tee. Not necessarily accurate, but like doesn't play as large. Well, don't put him with Ricky then. <laughs> That's true. I, was, I mean, you I was going to follow that back up with maybe they shouldn't be paired together because <laughs> Wyndham Clark plays like a gigantic, what, what a gigantic if, uh, movement off the tee. What so. are you going to do if they do Hovland versus Ricky in singles? Ah. <sighs> Gonna come in my little pants, probably <laughs> watching that one. Um, I mean, that would be an interesting matchup right there. I don't know if it would. That might just be a beatdown. I don't know. I mean, again, like I, I mean, Hovland hasn't played in the Ryder Cup since he's been like one of the best players in the Correct. world. Correct. Like, he played really bad last. Again, time. to go back to it, Ricky Fowler's like he's gonna have a couple of ball pulls, but the guy can birdie birdie his ass off out there. Uh. Ricky also has, like, the most ties ever in the Ryder Cup. I think he's got, like... Doesn't know how to lose, man. Yeah, but he has a lot of losses, too. I think he's, <laughs> he's like, 3, 5, and 7 or something like that. 7 ties Cup. is fine. That's that's 3.5 points right there. Yeah. Well, who? let's uh, let's get a couple predictions in. Let's see. Who's going to win? What's your score prediction? And then who's the leading point getter for each team? So, I think USA pulls it off a little, like, 16-12-ish. Okay. In that range, I don't think it's going to be like a blowout by any means. Okay. Um, I do think Young Hove is going to just plow okay, for so the Euros. Hovland. And Americans? I mean, the what? The American team is a little weird because, like, you have. You don't really have. I mean, you have some people playing like they're 
you know, really good golf right now. Like Wyndham Clark's probably playing the best he's ever played, but like Spieth and Thomas are kind of not quite in form. Fowler's he's Sh- playing really good this year, but like he has not played as greatest. much as you can. Yeah, as Sh- much as he can. Scheffler can't putt. Um, but I think I think Homa oh. finds it, and he's kind of. I would love that for him. He got he didn't play very well at the Presidents Cup, but he got a bunch of points and clinched that match at the end. Like, I think I think he takes the the you know the crown jewel for the uh, the Americans is playing the best this week or in two weeks. I'd be into that. What about you? I'll Not going to tell me. I'll, I'll save mine for next week. I gotta I gotta do some research on the course. From what I've read, it's like an incredibly difficult walk, and like they're not predicting that. In a lot of Ryder Cups, you still have like what's the, the stalwart like? guys that are going to be playing five matches, but yeah. like. I don't know if if people are going to do that this time, but we'll see. I have not looked at the weather. I'm gonna pull it up right now. You do that. I will save mine for next week when I do a little deeper deeper dive and it's gonna be solely focused. And sunny. Man, I hate that though because then we don't get like the sweaters and the USA beanies the di- the and the different stuff. types of. I mean, the layering. I mean, when they tee off, it's going to be like 62. I am always curious about the outfits too. The American, the American guy. ones have been pretty bland the last couple of years, and from what I've seen from Ralph Lauren, it's going to be more of the same. Oh, Ralph Lauren is doing the. They've done the U.S. like the last like three. Can they Ryder get rid Cups. of that? Why do they? Why is Ralph Lauren the sponsor for that? I don't know. They signed a deal a number of years ago, and I I don't know how long it lasts. I have no idea. But I mean, when was Ralph Lauren at the top of golf? Apparel twenty years ago, is this when they signed this deal? It's a lifetime no contract for the Ryder no, Cup. No, it hasn't been lifetime because they were. Uh, I mean, they're a Davis Love sponsor. I know they were Ralph Lauren when Davis Love did it. I can't remember what they were before that. It wasn't Peter Millar. How long has Peter Millar been around? A long time. It's not like Grayson, where they're relatively new. No, no. If they got like Nike or something, that'd be sweet. Grayson stuff. Grayson would be sweet, but they're not going to do that. Do <laughs> you imagine how spen- expensive the Grayson Ryder Cup line would More, be? More like double, like four hundred dollars the polo. price. Well, they just released a new Lions collaboration. Grayson did. Like I said, Nordstrom's rack. You can find all the Graces and stuff like fifty percent off there. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Little all tidbit right. for the people out there. If yeah. you want, if you want to, if you're shopping for some deals. Yeah, shopping for some deals. Grayson's cheaper at Nordstrom's rack. Uh, moving on to football this weekend. So, I mean, not a great college slate, but we had just some insane games, including Colorado State and Colorado. Prime. Let's just let's just kind of get into how poor our picks were. Oh yeah, as well, bad. real, real bad. So, I mean, I had I had four team totals, and I had I had Memphis late. Two of those, actually, three of those were just like complete chaos. The Memphis game should have hit. Guy fumbled going into the end zone. Yeah. Florida State, they just they had 31 points with like eight minutes left in the third quarter to stop playing offense. Notre Dame pace of the game was a little too slow, so I'm not really gonna be upset about that. Staring 0 and 4 in the face with this Colorado game starting. First half of Colorado just miserable. It's 21 14. Colorado's offense can't do anything. I go to bed. I'm 0 4 in my head. Okay. Wake up at 3:30. Somehow they scored 43 points. Yeah. Hit it by a half point, so it saves the offer. Huge second half, including a fucking ninety-eight yard drive, just in the last two minutes. I mean, I, I'll be lying if I said I watched the second half. I didn't. I saw highlights. 
And yeah. I mean, that game was insane to begin with. You had like a interception, like interception by Colorado State, and then like a fumble return for a touchdown by Colorado, plus like another pick turnover, six. Pick, pick six, six. by Dion's other son. Yeah, Shiloh. Shiloh Sanders. So, uh, and you were one in five. One in four. Or one in four. I was one in three. One of them had no chance. Louisville was close. They were favored by 10. They won by 7. LS- well, they were up like 21 nothing too, and yeah. they just kind of like stalled out. LSU was a blowout. Western Kentucky gave up about 90 points to Ohio State. And then Oklahoma State, favored by 7, loses outright big to South Alabama. So South Alabama was good. 33 to 7 at Oklahoma State. No, they're, I mean, I don't know. If, I mean, Oklahoma State could just be really bad this year. Yeah. But I mean, South Alabama's got some got some talent. They have a coach there that could be uh could be going to a bigger job soon. Yeah. But um, uh let's just review our overall standings for the year. I'm 10 and 8 and you are 9 and 8. Correct. I have a slight percentage lead over you at uh 0.556 win How percentage. How many plays do you have? I have 6. Yeah, I have seven. It's fine. It puts us back to an even keel after that. I game. almost wanted to make a pure hatred play against Oklahoma State, <laughs> <laughs> but the numbers just don't support it, so I can't do it. I just want to play against them. Just a little vendetta. Just pure hatred. Yeah. Um. One more thing I had on NCAA, though, from Colin Wilson at the Action Network. He had a tweet. No, no context to this. It was just, this was his whole tweet. It says Colorado State has a 31-year-old kicker from England who's married with three kids. Interesting. And I believe he missed a couple of field goals in that game, too. Probably. I mean, those across-the-pond guys, either they get some, like, Aussie rules football punter or a soccer player, and they're, like, 40. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Well, I'll go. I'll roll with the seven, then. Why don't I go right, first? Yeah, let's go. See what you got. Um, big emotional win for Texas. Texas is back. I'm going to take Baylor at home against Texas, plus 15. 30% of the bets, 63% of the money. Okay. I like uh, that. Baylor played tough against Utah at home, and, you know, I'm 15 take five points. Marshall at home, minus 5.5 against Virginia Tech. Just too big of a gap here. 44% of the bets, 89% of the money. Which Virginia is, Tech is bad right now. Yeah. Uh, Troy, this... I was happy the numbers worked out on this because it's a little vengeful revenge play against Western Kentucky. So Troy at home, minus 3.5 against Western Kentucky, 40% of the bets, 69% of the money. You're uh, about to get bit by Western Kentucky. Back oh, for sure. Regions. For sure. <laughs> Kansas at home, minus 9.5 against BYU, 47% of the bets, oh, the fighting 64% nice. of the money. Bowling Green at home against Ohio, plus 12.5. 35% of the bets, 53% of the money. You said plus 12 and a half? Yes. So you, you got, you're already in on Maction. Maction I, I like Maction later in the year when you get those I Tuesday, don't, Wednesday games. I don't games. like or dislike. I just go with what the numbers guess, tell me. Yeah. Uh, UTSA, I think this is the third time I'm betting on them, so if I lose this one, they're on my shit list. Plus, uh, by the hook to 21 at Tennessee. 25% of the bets, 63% of the money. Tennessee coming off a emotional loss to Florida. Where Joe Milton says he never loses in Florida. He did. Yeah, he did. And then uh, my last play is Liberty, minus 10.5 at FIU. Uh, 33% of the bets, 51% of the money. All right. So I'm, I'm not really going away from my strategy so far this year of just taking good offenses. 
Okay. I feel like last week could you know a couple plays go different ways and they weren't like bad losses by any means. Yeah. Um, I'm on the Coastal Georgia State over sixty two and a half Thursday night game at Coastal. Both those offenses are rolling right now. You love Coastal. Both those defenses are giving up a lot of yards to teams that weren't very good so far through three games. So yeah. I'm expecting a barn burner there. Grayson McCall's my boy. Uh, hopefully the Lions draft him in like the fifth round next year. Yeah. That'd be nice. Uh, team yeah. that I mentioned last week that I took off my play, which would have been a winner, should have kept them. Mm. Uh, I like Rutgers plus 24. It's a solid number. At yeah, Michigan. Yeah, at Michigan. Yeah, Jim Harbaugh's first game back, but, you know, J.J. McCarthy looked like ass last week. Like, he took all all the progress and praise I gave him the first couple weeks of the season, he, like, regressed incredibly yeah. um, against a worse team. Greg Schiano, he's going to be getting the boys ready. They have a really good dual-threat quarterback. Um, I think they can keep it within 24. Florida State team total, 28.5 over. Against Clemson. Clemson's trash. I think this is a game that kind of buries Clemson for the season, and they got to do something with their their offensive play calling, whether okay. it's Dabo's got to get a new offensive coordinator. If he's calling the plays, he has to go. But that team total over. Uh, Colorado. Yeah, I know. Hunter's out. Team total over 24.5 against Oregon. I just think they showed something in the second half against Colorado State. It's a big game. Does, can Prime get the boys ready? I think so, and three and a half touchdowns is, is doable. Is Oregon's coach going to make it personal again? Maybe. Yeah, he, hopefully he doesn't say anything, and then like next thing you know, like... Well, I did see a funny tweet, it was because I guess the guy who hit Travis Hunter is like getting death threats. Yeah. And uh, someone on Twitter replied to, to like the news of that and was like, oh man, I can't believe he made it personal. <laughs> <laughs> um... And then we got a big game, Ohio State and Notre Dame. Oh, yeah. A lot of big games this week. Yeah. You got six ranked matchups. Yep. Um, I like Notre Dame plus three. I still don't trust Ohio State in their quarterback situation. Yeah, I agree. At home, home dog, Ohio State's coming off a lot. You know, um, that's not a big one. They beat the shit out of Western Kentucky. Yeah. I think Hartman gets it done at home. They have that running back whose name I can't pronounce who's fucking sweet. I, I always love taking a home dog but that number is just one of those where it's like that doesn't if, quite if you want to right. buy the hook at three and a half give yourself a there little you wiggle room there now you're talking and then so my sixth play in permanent play but like our buddy Guko always says you should buy like two points yeah buy two game. points yeah get them to five if you want and then the, the perma play for the year we talked about last week uh usc is no longer on a buy i think they won the bye week last week uh, okay. heard reports they drink a lot of beers probably bang their out of serostitutes they're ready to go Team total over 48 and a half. That seems low. The over on in that game was only like 61. They're ex- who are they they're playing? Arizona uh, State? Yeah, Arizona State's like team total over is like 12. Five. Okay. Yeah, so USC, Caleb Williams, in his quest for back to back highs. Ryder Hill, she bucks you. Yeah, Ryder Hill, she bucks you. And, you know. Okay. Those are the plays. That's so hopefully fair. we can get that keep above water. You know, we're both, prof- we're, we're both profitable ish. Ish. Depending on the juice you we take, need a, need a good game here. Yeah, you know, so I w- I'm hoping for a five and two week here would be nice. Get on Same. the right side. Same. Or sorry, for me, four and two. Yeah. I have six plays. 
All right. Well, let's move on to NFL. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the NFL's a heater that we are on NFL-wise. I, I actually might start betting NFL and going against you. You should. I, I so your dip last week. Lost. Lost. Everything lost but KC. Nice. Since he lost. Pat's lost. Lions lost. So you're now 2. 2-10 two and ten in the NFL. 2-8 and eight in regular picks and 0-2 oh in the dips. Correct. All right, so back to the drawing board. Okay, so but b- before we get picks, obviously I was at the Lions game, disappointing ending. I like I was telling you, I think it was probably the loudest game I've ever been at. It was deafening for good chunks of that game. Like the fans fucking brought it. Um, the ske- we've talked about it, you know, in our group chat like a lot the past couple of days. Like our buddy Gook has been raging. Yeah, Goo has been on fire. I just didn't understand the scheme in that game. So I was looking at like a next next gen stats passing chart for Geno Smith. Yeah. And he was like thirty two of forty one, I think, on the game. And like twenty five of those passes are like outside the numbers less than ten yards. And if the I Seahawks was Seahawks just have our number. But if I was going to pick an area of the field that a team with three hurt offensive linemen would attack, it would be short, quick routes to the outside. That's exactly what I like as a even as a you know, an outside fan who's never coached football in his entire life or game planned for football in my entire life, that's what I would guess that they would do. So how do we end up in a situation where the Lions are just letting them complete five, seven, eight yard passes short and outside? Almost every play. I mean, I think that was part of the Lions' game plan, in a sense, but, is, but is keep them keep them out of the middle of the field, prevent the big plays, and they're probably hoping at some Screw point. Screw that. Go they're, after the big plays. You know what you need to do to get big plays? You need to block for more than two seconds. Well, no, I, I agreed, but I, like, I think what they eventually thought is that they'd be able to kind of wear down and get more three and outs or get a little bit more pressure, but like they didn't blitz a ton. They, they, they didn't blitz at all, but like... You also can't get pressure in a second and a half. No, I agree. Like, so it's got to be one or the other, right? Like, yeah, you don't want to give up big plays, but if you're going to give up big plays, or you're not, if you're trying not to give up big plays, then you got to hug the receivers a little bit underneath. You can't just let them get five, seven yards anytime they want. No, I think, I mean, you shouldn't have left Jerry Jacobs on island with Metcalf. Um and that's the thing. I don't even think in, they were. I think they no, ran they way too many soft zones. It just so happened that Metcalf ended up on his side. And, I mean, injuries didn't help. But I've heard a lot of, like, you know, sports talk and whatever. Like, there's people that are shitting on Geno Smith. He's better than everyone's giving him credit for. I don't think Geno Smith is bad. I just don't. I just hate the way we attacked them. No. And I, maybe, in total, maybe they were scared of Metcalf and Lockett beating him over the top. But, like... To not, it, it didn't seem like they made a single adjustment in the game. It seemed like they did the entire the same thing the whole game, and Seahawks just kept doing it. Seahawks well, just kept getting their tight ends and slot players on linebackers on the outside and getting easy 10, 12-yard completions. Well, and we didn't make the adjustment. And one play, we had Houston covering someone down the field. You have Rodrigo in on plays where they're passing. Yeah. Like, they also had Charles Harris <coughs> covering a tight end in the flat on one play. You, what... I mean, from a, a you know armchair armchair defensive coordinator. Yeah, I think that's a game. Like at a certain point, you just you just let Jack Campbell and Barnes play because Barnes they both was, can cover. Barnes was least. the highest graded uh, 
linebacker of the yeah. four. Well, I mean, Campbell played like 15 plays. Yeah. So, I mean, but like Campbell can cover, and if you have Barnes and Campbell in, that at least eliminates some of that, you know, hook to curl zones are going to be much better than Anzalone and Rodrigo there. They're going to stick with those tight ends who burned us in the second half, just yeah. catching drags across for 10, 12 yards. Like, I think, yeah, we're paying Anzalone up. You know, a decent amount of money. Not that much. Five mil a year, whatever it is. You gotta let just let Campbell and Barnes flourish. Bring Rodrigo and Anzalone in for I'm, for blitzing and run stopping. And I'm hoping called a day. I'm hoping that it was similar to last year. Like we don't have that much time. Like we can't wait eight weeks for the defense to start playing. Do you think well. Aaron Glenn needs to fire someone? They should oh, just like they should just fire. Yeah, they should year. fire someone. Fire the linebacker. Well, how many people coach. do you fire before you just fire Aaron Glenn? I'm not saying that needs to happen, but um, he probably gets a half a pass with all the injuries they had. Um, you need more from the defensive line. Definitely. So I have a couple stats on this stuff. So we'll do good and the bad. So we'll start with the bad. Through two weeks, the Lions have one sack. That's 30th in the NFL. It's bad. 10% pressure rate, which is 26% in the NFL. Not great. 1.1% hurry rate which is 28th in the NFL. Still bad. 5.7% blitz rate, which is 31st in the NFL. Yeah, that's... So those two things don't seem to work. Well, especially, like, if you've you've invested a lot into the secondary, like, yeah. trust them more. Obviously, it's a little different now that, like, you know, we we're, we're some injuries back there. Yeah. But, I mean, we are getting Mosley back, which should help. Yeah, he doesn't play safety, but I think that's going to help the corners a bit. Dude, blitz. Well, do like, something. Do a mix of something. Yeah, especially like, why would you just not blitz at all? If you're like, playing, if if you have Anzalone in there as often as you do, and still playing Rodrigo a decent amount, those guys can't cover very well. You Rodrigo blitz those at guys. least has speed that he can get to the quarterback. Correct. He showed that last year. He can blitz. He can plug a hole and and at least potentially free up another defensive lineman yeah. to get more pressure. Yeah, those two things don't seem to add up. Like, if you're not getting pressure, you have to at least try to blitz sometimes. Yeah. Um, along with that, uh, Aleem McNeil, who, uh, big talk in the offseason, you know, he, like, changed his body and was coming, you know, he was going to try and get more pressure this year and be even better than he was last year because he was a good player last year. Yeah. His one pressure on the season, no run stops and no solo tackles. Not good. And I know he's a D-tackle, and also he's the meant pen, to be I haven't looked into it. I mean, a plugger like, and clear the hole for linebackers. But How often is he in on passing downs? Also, we're blitzing 5% of the time, so like we only have at most four guys rushing the passer currently. Right, right. Like if they leave, what they're doing is they're not, they're not fully double-teaming Hutch. They're doing a lot of chips with the tight end and bringing that, yeah. that, uh, that back there to help protect. A lot of holding, too. Well, holding and holding, like, holding works. You have those issues, but like that means like Ali McNeil's probably dictating the other double team. Yeah. As well. Right. That's probably true. So you Broderick need- Martin or not Broderick Martin, um Benito Jones, who's been the one basically playing over Bugs yeah. for the first two games. He was the I think our second worst graded defender. I think you gotta get Bugs yesterday. going. Um where maybe, the maybe hell some is, Broderick Martin. Is Okora just Hurt still? Am I, I Julian Aquara is on IR. Romeo played, I believe. Okay, it's not doing, doing much. Him and, him and Harris are just ghosts out there. Okay. Um, the other side of the of the bad of the good bad, I guess, is uh the injuries. 
I don't so like know I how said, that's good or bad. That's more bad than anything. That's what I said. It's still on the bad side. Oh, okay. This is the other side of bad. I'm like, no. That's good. Uh, so C.J. Gardner-Johnson gets hurt. Him and Joseph both got hurt early. They both came back in the game, but now the report is that C.J. Gardner-Johnson tore his pec and is probably out for the season. Yeah, we possibly back. I won't see him to the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, the the other side of that is we talked about their their uh, secondary depth in the offseason and what they could do. So Tracy Walker, who's a starter for four yeah. years, Step steps up. in and he's got he's to play. Yeah. Brian Branch can get more safety work too probably instead of the nickel work. But do they have a corner? To, maybe. Mosley. Like, if they get Mosley back, I think you'll see Jacobs a little more in the slot or Mosley in the slot. I think... I mean, Let losing Gardner Johnson sucks. It's huge, but we did have a lot more safety safety depth than. If like, you're going to lose someone at a position, like, yeah, that was one Safety's where like, we can maybe withstand an correct. injury. Um, along with that, Vitai got hurt. He's probably out for a while. Uh, I say, I thought it was only a couple weeks. I thought he was out a while. I don't. He might be an IR candidate. I thought um, James Houston yeah. fractures his ankle on a punt. I'm, so James, or a kick return, and uh, he's out. He's IR for he's probably six to eight weeks. Vitae's out, and then Campbell, I believe, yesterday said it's not looking good. He said Decker's getting better every day, but it'd be tough for him to play this week. And then um, same thing about Mosley. Said that doesn't look good right now for this week. Well, so we're probably probably another game without Decker and without. Mostly. What what is Decker's issue again? This guy he, can't stay healthy, by the way. He hurt his ankle against the Chiefs in like the first quarter. Okay. So there is some good though. Um as much as he's getting double teamed and what appears to be a lot of fucking holding calls, Hutch is uh, according to Pro Football Focus, first in pressures in the NFL through two games. One more than Micah Parsons. Yeah, it would be great if someone else could show yeah. up, but also like we don't move Hutch around enough. It seems like he's yeah, and a lot of his pressures are like the pressures are great, excellent stat, but they're all coming from they're they they're doing a good job of forcing him up the field. So where his pressures yeah. are coming, we're not getting enough interior pressure well, that yeah. everyone's just able to step up, step up and out and out. Yeah, and then of we got to down. Yeah, and and like what could help that maybe a blitz every once in the get once or in a while. Hell, maybe a delayed blitz. Maybe yeah, maybe a maybe a shadow something. Look. Yeah, but um, yeah, I mean that that's good to see. I think we should we should move Hutron a lot like Parsons. I think that was the plan. I think either with the injuries or how bad the D tackles are playing, maybe they just can't. Maybe they don't think they have someone on the outside to step up enough to be out there if they want to move Hutch inside. I mean, if you move Hutch inside, you can put Kamitsky out there. He's playing well. Is he? He's not getting pressure either. He's he's playing better than the other defense. Outside, we haven't heard a name. I haven't heard a single name make a goddamn tackle. <laughs> Can we just get a tackler too? Um, and then on the offensive side, obviously, the offense has been pretty good. Yeah. Sucks that fucking Montgomery got hurt. The but it's the, a it's a bruise. They're saying he's day to day, but like in he'll the play. locker room, he said it was a couple weeks. I think he'll play. We'll see how that goes. But uh, Frank Ragnow. Lions center, the second highest graded uh, center according to PFF. He's third in run. I think the first blocking, is the Giant center. First in pass blocking and is allowed no pressures this year. Pretty sure the golf has looked pretty goddamn good too. Just the the, cur- the curse of the announcers jinx. They bring up that that stat yeah. and then 
bam. Pick I six. also read in a lot of places that Gibbs ran the wrong route on that play. Maybe. I mean, I mean, he was pressured, and I thought for a second his arm got hit. But I love that they've trusted Gibbs. Like through some of his mistakes, if he did run the wrong route there, that drop on second down mm-hmm. where he had a ton of room, but he still had seven catches. They're they're trying to get him the ball more in space. Yeah. He's, I he'll think de- he'll see develop that, that feel with that speed, more. and it's going to have to if Montgomery's out. Yeah. Because you're looking at him, Zonovan Knight, and Craig Reynolds. Zonovan Knight was solid last year for the Jets and Spurs. I agree, teams. but like, there's a reason Reynolds... I think Reynolds is, one, probably better on special teams and probably a better pass blocker. Well, the thing is, too, if I mean, if Montgomery is out for a week or two, whatever it is, that's that's not long enough to justify a, a, a signing of, say, a Leonard Fournette or a Kareem Hunt. Kareem Hunt, yeah. Cream Hunt, I did read that he's in uh, Cleveland today meeting with them. I mean, that wouldn't be bad, but Ford looks great. Okay, so I, guy I, I got him in fantasy, so I'm good with that. I have my dynasty team. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I think this is a big game against the Falcons this week. We The Lions have actually been pretty good against the run. It will be... I mean, I think this... If you're going to make some changes to your scheme and blitz more... No better week to do it than to make Desmond Ritter beat you. Yeah. And I swear to God, if I see someone other than Jack Campbell covering or a safety covering... Uh, it's got to be a safety on Bijan. Like, no, just, not Bijan, uh, Pitts. Oh, yeah, that too. Just fucking lock up Brian Branch or walk around the whole game. I, w- I would put Campbell on Pitts and put Walker or Branch on Bijan. I'll just shadow him and then... Hopefully Drake, Shemble, like Drake if, London doesn't kill you for 200 yards. Drake, I mean, Drake London, if they throw him the ball. I mean, that's where you got to make Ritter beat you. Because, like, Ritter's, yeah. Ritter is, um, you know, they don't, they haven't really let the, you know, let that engine roar a bit with Ritter. It's well, a lot I don't really need to when you can no, run yeah. it that well. A lot of check downs, a lot of, you know, short crossing routes. He's 15 of 19, I know Bijan was good in college, but watching him on an NFL field still making people look silly, like, he's like a fucking racehorse. He's... His uh, ability to cut. Oh, yeah. He did the same cut on the same play three times in a row. Maybe like four people missed. Yeah. I think the DN almost broke his ankle. He's special. Yeah. He, I'd like to test him, like this week. Yeah. So Anyway, we'll let's see. get to I my mean, NFL plays. Big I gotta, bounce back for them, I think. I got to dig out of this hole. Two and ten. Just pathetic. This line smells to me. So I'm, I'm going to go against what my heart says. Which, these lines come out, and I see San Francisco minus 10 against the Giants. I'm like, alright, I'm just going to hammer that. Because San Francisco looks great, but I'm not going to do it. That line stinks. I'm going to take the Giants plus 10 at San Francisco. Which goes against a lot of stuff. They're going cross-country. They were down 20 to nothing with the Cardinals. That second half by Daniel Jones was unreal. Against the Cardinals. I mean, still, I don't care who. It's an NFL team. They it's had 250 gonna, yards passing. That's and not going to happen touchdowns. against the Niners. So. No, I'm not saying it is. But I'm like, taking the Giants plus ten. Okay, I, I, I kind of. This like is that. just blind faith at this point. I'm taking the Lions to bounce back. I'm buying the hook. Lions minus two and a half against the Falcons. That I, lines up. I like that play. That lines dropped two and a half points already. So it's getting to I that mean, point where I'm just going to hammer the Lions. This is if you're a Lions fan, this is like a must-win for Lions because losing two in a row at home after the high of beating KC at KC is going to cause just pure, just vitriol among the fans, chaos yeah. and panic, and you're gonna get some of the stupidest fucking calls on oh, sports yeah. radio oh, yeah. if they lose this weekend. Yeah, uh, and I'll probably, I'll be watching hopefully in a in a yep. bar in Munich. So I'm gonna go with that. Uh, continuing with blind faith. 
I have a couple more stats on this. I'm taking the Chargers minus one at Minnesota. Okay. The Chargers. This is from Doug Clawson. Brandon Chargers sucks. Yeah, the Chargers are the 33rd team in the Super Bowl era to score 50 points and have no turnovers in their first two games. They're the only team of those 33 to be 0 and 2. Yeah. Justin Herbert, his last four games, so last two of last year and the first two of this year, he has 1130 yards, which is like 283 yards per game. Seven touchdowns, no interceptions, and a 66% completion percentage, and the Chargers are 0-4. Yeah, that. so the Chargers and, like, Kirk Cousins is currently pacing for, like, 6,000 yards and, yeah. like, 55 touchdowns. And Jefferson's, like, 4,000 yeah. yards. Like, I don't know what's going on with that defense. Something's going to give. And, like, Mattson's not been very good. He's been fumble McGee, so. That might be an over game right there. I, I, Nobody's stopping anybody. I, maybe. That's... That might be a bonus play. Okay. I'm going to do that, too. I'm okay. going to find that out real quick. I'm also going to... I'm going back to KC. Chicago looks like one of the worst teams I've ever seen. Justin Fields looks like like a bad college quarterback out there. So, he, wait, what, what's I'm the I'm taking line? KC minus 12.5 at home against the Bears. And then I am adding the over... In the Chargers Minnesota game, which is oh god, fifty four doesn't matter. Give me it. <laughs> I'm taking it. That is so high for an NFL spread, but I'm taking it anyway. And then my dip of the week is Buffalo to minus a half. They are at the Commanders, and then Dallas to minus six and a half at the Cardinals. Dallas defense is just too good for Josh Dobbs. Those are my plays. And we uh, we both survived the uh, Survivor Pool, which was a shock to me when I logged into my phone on Sunday night just to look at it. Yeah, I did not have Dallas. I had the Dolphins picked. Oh God, and they almost blew it at the end. <laughs> but then they were up like fourteen. I'm like, oh, we're good. And they're like, no, they're only up seven. And then like New England's driving. Like, dude, this is gonna be fucking miserable <laughs> if this loses. But they pulled out, and I kind of like that because now I have some options this week. Yeah. I can go KC, I can go Dallas, yep. I could go the Lions for a bounce back. I don't know if I'm going to do the Lions yet, I don't trust it enough. No, no. But I think... I feel like a lot of people are going to take San Francisco and KC. I think probably going to go Dallas, because everyone used Dallas last week, so I can I kind of get that free play of Dallas this week. Yeah. Um, but yeah, dude, it's... I like this pick man. The Eliminator? The Eliminator's... All right. We got right away to the top. We may or may not have a bonus pod. Like I said, we're going over to the west side for my my brother's bachelor party. We may or may not have a little bonus pod, do some type of list exercise, like a dessert draft. Who knows? Something goofy. Um, And then I'll be back with, in some form or fashion, next week with a a Ryder Cup preview with who knows what guests we're going to have with AJ out of the country. Maybe Goo. Maybe Goo, and he, he's gonna you're gonna message me your picks. So yeah, keep I'll an eye posted. out. Obviously on Twitter, Instagram, Threads at 100 underscore keep it under. Uh, email us 100 keep it under at gmail.com. And uh, congrats to you and Aaron. Enjoy Europe and uh, go USA. Go USA. All right, keep it under 100. See ya.
when you grab all your buds and you bout to hit the links When you take her out of club and you bout to hit a swing What you gon' do? Shit, what you mean? Keep it under, keep it under, under hundred 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 We keep it under, a hundred